Welcome to the Tokenomics DAO podcast, where we explore everything tokenomics related, ranging from deep dives on the tokenomics of the newest protocol to demystifying the nuance of building a successful token ecosystem. Our goal is to bring awareness to the importance of tokenomics and the crucial role it plays in defining the success of a protocol, helping make tokenomics relevant for everyone, builders and investors alike. I'm your host, Flo, joined by my co-hosts, Jason and or Lovis. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to another episode without a guest. Uh, <laughs> we thought we'd do another update because we've worked on a whole lot of things in the last couple of months. And I think there are some really cool changes or concepts or ideas that we have. This is all work in progress, but I feel like it's ready or we feel it's ready to talk about. And so today we try and cover what our thoughts are in terms of roles and hierarchies of our DAO, of our Discord. Um, we're going to look at how we structure, how we work, how we set ourselves up in teams and the different things that we work on. And then we've progressed a lot on uh, whether we want a token and how to structure that. And then also how rewards and yeah, what like payments to contributors are being distributed. So those are kind of the topics I guess we want to touch upon. Yeah, and so just briefly in the intro, I wanted to uh, kind of lay out why, why this is important, right? So <clears throat> it was in the uh, excellent I had an excellent conversation with uh, Rockwell Shaw on the uh, last episode, and he made it such a good point that uh, in Web3, we have a dream, right? <laughs> There's a dream that's yet unrealized, but we have the dream that um, value accrues to the participants in a community or in a network based on how much value they actually create, right? So it's not a, oh, because I started it, I get all the money. It's not a winner-take-all scenario. It's a you you kind of get what you what you put in that's that's like the underlying thing and i think that's something that resonates really strongly with all of us in tokenomics style and we're kind of trying to build a system that rewards value creation right and it sounds like a really simple concept but it turns out when you do it operationally it's actually it's actually not that easy so and there's not really that many tools to do it yet um, there's a lot of tools being built and we're experimenting with a lot of them but the, we always end up kind of having to make up stuff um, on our own um, because we're not a centralized entity where one person gets to decide and then, you know, the, the, the founder, so to say, like all the value accrues to the, to the capital, right. To the founder, like in the classic, um, I don't want to say capitalist system, but I guess <clears throat> in a way that's the case, right. A centralized entity, takes financial risk, but in return, they get to, so to say, exploit labor in a way, right? They pay them a salary, a fixed salary that doesn't change no matter what they do, um, ex except of course, if they get fired. Um, and then you promote them every once in a while, but like in very small incremental steps, but always banking on the fact that they will produce way more than you pay them in value. And so here we're trying to do it a little different. Um, we're trying to actually reward value creation. Well, yeah. And but like maybe to add the, the employees, of course, they don't have any risk and many yeah. are really happy with that. Right. So I guess a lot of 
what we are building is right now geared more towards this entrepreneurship. So most of the contributors that we have that are active, that are in, involved, they're more on that side. And so they are all kind of taking that risk, right? We don't know what it, what this is going to turn into and how this is going to evolve. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely correct. And that's also, of course, why, you know, I don't have a, a, maybe it sounded like I have a problem with the capitalist system. I really don't. I think it's at the core that it's like the best system we have. And, but, you know, what they say about democracy, yeah, it's the best system we have, but it still sucks kind of, or something like that. <laughs> but um, we're trying to iterate on that, right? We're, try, we're not trying to build some sort of uh, commune, um, actually quite the opposite. We're trying to reward what people bring in. Um, and so, but so you get what Flo said, right? So essentially this is for people that are very entrepreneurial in spirit that want to, um, they want to kind of put it all out there and get, and have an, have a high upside potential, but of course at the risk that maybe it doesn't work, right? Or um, if, of course, when you look in business, you know, all the new businesses that get started, 90 plus percent of them fail. So I guess this, the risk of here is absolutely similar. Um, even though to be fair, you know, we've done, I think we've done really well so far this year. Uh, we've already have revenue. We've already paid people. Um, we have clients that are happy, but of course getting this to some sort of scale where several people can actually live off of it. That's, we're still away from that, but uh, you know, we keep growing, we keep working. It's absolutely possible. Um, so one and so one piece I guess that we'll talk about here and that's there was a lot of changes is the kind of the discord roles and the kind of what what that says about hierarchy. Um, and I think one point that we uh, discovered or that we're discovering is that very few people are genuinely interested in this model that we're just describing right. Most people want to know exactly what to do and get paid for that. And then they deliver it and that's it. If and you, you say, like hey, want this like fixed payment, right? Yeah. They're not they want it, they want to know what to expect going in, kind of. No volatility, no risk. They just want five thousand bucks a month and yeah. um let someone else take the risk. Because and I think that's and I think that's because that's like the established model in a way. So I think it's just what people are used to. Um, but so what we're really trying to do also with the way that you become a contributor in this DAO is we're trying to filter, right? We're trying to find the people that are willing to, that, the, that they that, that like this way, right? That we're trying to build, that are on board with it because they see a future in it for themselves and for the, for the project. Um, yeah, so yeah. basically, and, I think this is like setting the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like maybe it starts with the onboarding process, right? So we have this onboarding process where, um, we've established this proof of work model. I think we've talked about this on multiple episodes in the past, but what it comes down to is we thought there must be some, yeah, kind of like corporations also have a job interview and assessment center tests um, to, to check an employee. We kind of need something similar, not exactly the same, but something similar. So the proof of work is you come in and you might be interested in becoming a contributor with tokenomics style, and um, we then give you, uh, or you can pick a topic. And uh, with that topic, we, we ask you to write a tokenomics 101 piece, like just like the other 
30 odd pieces we've written about different protocols. We have a, a template for that, a structure, there's a process on how to go through it, different quality gates um, on how to get to that stage. And if you create one of the pieces and they're good to publish on our Substack, so they fit in with the rest of the quality, the branding, they're critical, all of that, then um, yeah, you become a contributor, right? So that's kind of the, I guess, the process we have in place for this. So that then brings in a variety of people, right? It will bring in people that have this entrepreneurial spirit. They come in and they, they go, they pick up tasks. Once they are a contributor, they pick up things. They, they build their own spaces within the DAO. But then there's others that might, um, yeah, are, are more like on the instruction side that we're looking for others to tell them what to do to for tasks, for fixed pay, for fixed upfront pay, um, things like that. So I guess this is where, you know, initially when we started this or when we started the first months of tokenomic style, we had different roles. We said like, there's going to be a principal role. Um, those were the members that, that founded it or the ones that we think um, are like super committed to this and we trust them. And then the second or tier down from that is, is team members. And then there's contributors with varying responsibilities and, and levels of trust. Um, and what happened when contributors came in, they thought or they saw this hierarchy that we set up of team and contributors. So the hierarchy levels above them, they saw that like as, oh shit, I need to get approval from these people to do something. And so it took us a while to actually figure that out that that's something um, that stopped them from, from engaging and doing stuff and making proposals and picking up work. Cause they always thought like, Oh, there's these other hierarchies. I don't want to step out of my range. Um, I better ask for approval or wait for someone to tell me what to do. And yeah. so this went on for some time and then someone within the DAO kind of addressed it. And we said like, yeah, you're right. We, that's actually not how we want to run. That's not what we want it to be. Um, yeah, and, and I guess a, that triggered the whole change, right? And there's a there's a tricky balance, right? So, and that's also where I kind of jumped in um, into the discussion um, because at first, when you're like, "Oh, we don't want hierarchy," then I'm on the in the camp of like, "Well, yes, we do. <laughs> you need hierarchy, need hierarchy, right? You need you need order. I mean, you don't need you don't need a. Uh, I guess what? How do we come to it in the discussion? It's already been like a month ago, but. It's like, it's, it's not about authority, right? It's about um, leadership. So it's, you, you do need leaders to kind of step up and be able to uh, own the outcomes, right? And, and to be able to own an outcome, you also need to have, you need to be accountable, you need to be responsible, right? You need to show up. And so I do think that leaders need to have a, a role, right? It's because otherwise, it's just, you just make it harder for them to be identified. So and so so that's why I think we then came to this thing where we're like, well, clearly there needs to be different roles because people have different skill sets and they take care of different areas of responsibility of stuff that needs to get done. Um, but it's not about asking for permission, right? It's not about, um, you know, I'm the owner and you have to do what I say. Like, that's not what we want, right? We want the, um, the collaboration. But also, but of course, efficient collaboration, you know, that has some shape of leadership or some guidance and built in. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we went like back and forth on this for some time. 
because yeah i mean like you don't have to have these formal descriptions within discord to see who's the leader right oftentimes you identify a leader through his actions right he'll be the one leading he'll just go in and suggest stuff and pull through stuff and, and that's how you see him but yeah of course that's not very descriptive i guess and can also be quite chaotic if you don't name them so what we thought is instead of this horizontal uh, instead of this vertical structure that we have like vertical in terms of we have the contributor role the team role and the, and the principal role we thought like let's group only in like one layer or two layers and um have the contributors they're all kind of equal within that and then there's different teams that they work in and so there's a a publishing team, right? Those are the ones that take care of what we post on Twitter or Substack or YouTube or the podcast, editing that, making sure we we decide what we do here. And so there's a there's a team for that. And those teams are sort of small enough for the team members to figure out their leadership and internal, maybe like call it soft hierarchy amongst each other. Um but then we don't need to explicitly name that, right? So we think that's that's sort of an improve, imp improvement, right? Because now you have these different teams, and within the teams, it's actually it's actually not one single individual that you ask, have to ask for permission, but it's more like, well, you just gotta get feedback from the group, from all the others that are within the in that group of the publishing team, right? So if you want to change something to the publishing process, well, then you don't have to go to a principal and ask him for approval. You'll just suggest the idea and discuss it within the publishing team and get consensus within that team. And I think this kind of in this decentralized work setting only works if these teams are small enough. So it's only like a group of, yeah, I don't know, maybe five. And then you need a new team. So those were sort of the thoughts on this role concept, right? So we're breaking it down from this quite vertical structure to a more horizontal way and um, then grouping it into these teams. So now we've come up with a bunch of teams for publishing, consulting, um, tokenomics hub, education, community strategy, and treasury. And yeah, people can work within these teams and then they can get, they can, uh, get the role of that team. And so Within that team, we don't have any like formal leadership roles. It would just be based on activity and value creation. So if someone has been in, in there and created a lot of value, then uh, yeah, he, he gets to keep the role. And new people who have, like say there's a new guy, a new contributor comes in and he, he gets really involved in the publishing, has some really good ideas, stuff like that. Then after some time, he could get into that role via a nomination process. So some other publishing member, publishing team member, he would, would, would suggest him to be joining the, the team. And then um, someone else who has that role would, would second it. And so that's kind of the this new structure that we thought of. And I think, yeah, it removes this immediate sense of, of hierarchy. I can't do something and replaces it with something something like more flexible and group oriented. But I don't know, but that's that's kind of what um 
what the thoughts are on that. Yeah. Although, I mean, not although, but, and in <laughs> consulting, we have, um, consulting is a, I mean, so, well, you see the category existing machines, right? So publishing, consulting or existing machines, but that doesn't mean that they're done optimizing either, right? So we just had this discussion yesterday to make the, um, the process of kind of qualifying new consultants to become full consultants, so to say, um, to like kind of define that a little bit more because we do have some consulting gigs. It's not an overwhelming amount. We have easily enough people right now that can handle them, but contributors also join very much explicitly with the intent of doing consulting because it's a very straight path to earning money, um, which is understandable, even though, disclaimer, consulting doesn't scale like other things, right? Paid content and so forth. Um, and and SaaS uh, scales way better. So just join the doubt to do consulting, but also come with ideas on scaling infinitely through media and software. Um, but anyway, so basically what we do is we have several people that can handle consulting projects all on their own because they have experience from even before this DAO and, you know, just know how to do this. They're very well versed also in tokenomics and they know how to use our tools. They've been around for a while to see kind of what we got in our arsenal in our toolbox. Um, and then what we've, what we're doing with new people is that they basically shadows one of the more experienced people and they don't have to do this for free. They do get paid. Um, some uh, and it basically it comes down to the the shadow e and the consultant to say hey we split the the bounty so to say this like this and then you know they find some agreement but so now it's like well how many shadow projects do i have to do before i can become a full consultant and uh, what you know kind of what do i have to do to prove myself you know people ask about that so we're trying to make that we're trying to write something down, right? And then of course we'll iterate on that probably many more times. Um, and I could see that in the publishing teams and the other teams it'll become kind of a similar process in a way, um, even though probably less, maybe less project focused because you know consulting just always is project focused in the sense that you have a client that you're trying to achieve a goal for and there's a beginning and an end point for that um, and publishing probably less so, but yeah, we'll figure that yeah, out. Yeah, maybe we have to be we don't have to be that um, strict in the other teams, right? Maybe it's just something where where we have like client-facing activities, yeah, or more critical activities, where we uh, have like in like, like yeah, light hierarchies within teams. But I think even though we're kind of like we got rid of the hierarchies and now we're thinking about adding more, <laughs> I think flattening it and making it more horizontal instead of vertical helps in for people to get involved figuring out where they want to get involved and identifying or reaching consensus among the team members right and finding out from them and this is really what we want right this is because we had that in the beginning like many people came into the DAO and they would always dm me right they would always dm me and say like hey what, what can i do what can i work on do you have any tasks um, can we review this? Can we talk about this? And I was always like, well, it's good that you reach out to me. Thanks. But it would be even better if you'd reach out to the community, to all the other contributors and get, align and gain consensus among them. Cause that's the only way we can scale. If this is like an, an end to end connection and not 
a end to flow connection where yeah. because because that ultimately is the is the model where you have this centralized controlled hierarchy right and i don't want to i'm not the ceo of this and i don't want to be and um yeah i think we can achieve much better results if everyone has kind of like an equal say yeah and can state that and that is encouraged yeah for sure i mean i think in the beginning phases um you and me and some people that have been around mason ariel uh, uh vinicius so forth like uh young young i'm not trying to leave anybody out <laughs> um you will and and all the ones that i forget to mention we, we are like the maybe like the training wheels i guess like we're not trying to tell you what to do but we're also trying but of course we have to also optimize for quality right the stuff that happens here and especially if it goes outward facing has to be has to fulfill a standard right so that's why for example with the content we publish there are people ultimately who are kind of quality gates right and then um but so doing that at scale is is a, is a challenge right and we're, we're but we're figuring it out and we kind of the, the thing that i like about it is we've like come up with hypotheses we test them for a little bit and then we're like oh this worked this didn't you know next month it'll be different again right and so as it yeah as it grows i think it gets better and better yeah. um, but we're, but we absolutely and so what we're sharing today what flo said in the beginning like work in progress right this is our current thinking but there was a lot of changes so i think it's worth summarizing but then but knowing that next month it'll some stuff will be different again <laughs> and and i think there always will be i don't think we'll ever come to the stage where where this is done right yeah. so the same way that big corporations like sap they do reorg after reorg after reorg we we kind of will we will have to change as well and um yeah iterate on what we're doing we're just trying to do it in a yeah in a better way so that it's it's more like in this in this peer to peer fashion right so anybody can come up with a suggestion and then we'll talk amongst each other is is not this like you give feedback and then it goes up the ranks to the hierarchy the ceo decides and tells everyone okay this is what we're going to do and then it slowly trickles down and you the employee you figure you're the last to figure out what has changed but you have no say in it so that's really what we're trying to avoid um this like top down style of yeah of going through and, and managing so yeah i i kind of really like this current ideology or working mode whatever um that we have established right taking these small steps like figuring something out trying it out testing it and if it doesn't work we're gonna we're gonna try something else or iterate and build upon it yeah and then yeah. i think the hard part is going to be letting go also at some point right so yeah. not you know i'm not trying to call, call you out and same problem with me like i'm trying to stay on top of all the topics right and yeah. you can see here in the list initial member flows on <laughs> every line but that's just that's just the reality of it right be, yeah yeah it, it's the reality of it in the beginning um just like in a startup like the the initiators founders whatever you call them they have to do all the things but then uh, we're trying to do this desperately to get that to get it to work on its own and then only be kind of an advisor to it you know um if if at all ideally it works completely by itself so yeah 
but then of course you also have to let go at some point you're like well i wish you would have done a different way it's like yeah i mean somebody else is going to do it different than you right so exactly you have to, yeah you have to be okay with it at some point yeah yeah so, so i think it's yeah that's that's kind of cool and maybe, and maybe it's worth mentioning the the machines right this mm-hmm. I, I don't know where we got this name from but um i think ariel sent this sort of a business book or, or something like that and we thought hey within the dao these different teams we can categorize them roughly into three into three categories one is the 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 machines or the parts of the dao that are functioning we call them the existing machines so those are the things that they work fairly well even though they're not perfect nothing is ever finished i guess but publishing and consulting are the ones that we've sort of set up they work well right so we know what to do when a client reaches out we know sort of what pricing ranges we have we know what scope we have we know how to deliver stuff um we know how to pick and choose consultants that's all sort of established in a way so those are the existing machines and um they're run by teams they're you know we need to send out scope documents and assign consultants to projects and same for publishing right we need to make sure that every second tuesday we publish a new article and that that happens in good quality that podcasts are edited and published and we send out a tweet for everything that we do right so this all falls under these machines and they're fairly well set then we have the what we call it machine maintenance those would be like all the stuff that um consists of operating and improving the operations of our DAO, like treasury so that we make sure that we pay people um the strategy thinking ahead a little bit like launching our token and designing that and then community like defining this whole onboarding process the proof of work that we talked about which also is is a lot of work and um is really really important to how we run and so that's the the second category and the third category is this new machine and this is something i think is is super interesting in in what we're building is that we want to really everyone who comes into tokenomics dao and becomes a contributor we want to give them the opportunity to use tokenomics dao sort of like a platform or stage or an incubator we were looking for a word for it um we still haven't really found it but the idea is you can come in and you're a contributor and you have this great idea and it's something around tokenomics and you would like to work with us as the community as the fellow contributors you want to use our publishing platforms our knowledge and build upon something that we've done then you can go ahead and and do that right so it works with you come up with a project proposal for a new machine and yeah then you go and do it and we've we're still thinking through how we're going to reward that right does the creator of this project get like a share of the future revenues from it because he's created it um how much does the dao get how much does the team that works on it get um from that what is created and so these are these these new machines and one of the new machines is obviously tokenomics hub and under tokenomics hub falls what we have launched beginning of this month um the tokenomics design framework All right so this is something we've created and we thought this is something new that we're building right because it's not really part of consulting it's not really part of publishing it's something in between something new that we're building and um yeah it's it's risk to build something like that and the people who do it and pull it through and um and 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 do that they should be rewarded for that and we yeah. want to really encourage anybody who comes in to 
pick up a topic. If they see, hey, I think we should really do this, then go and take that, build that machine. And you're the owner of that machine, right? And you can define what happens within it. And yet, I think that summarizes these three categories that we have in, in which the teams fall. Yeah, um, right. And then as the, as the new machines kind of become more established and they eventually be transitioned into an existing machine and then it'd be more about maintenance and so forth but yeah so i'm curious then how that's going to go right because then it'll be there'll still be feature development and stuff like that on those but but yeah for now i think it's a it's a really excellent snapshot and i think the the opportunity that somebody has to come into the DAO and propose building a new machine and kind of lead that project you know build a team from the contributors inside and then have the ability to launch it to an existing following audience community whatever you call it is is really cool um, because so I've, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've started many things. Most of them fail, you know, as, as these things go, but finding the initial audience to launch something to is, is really probably the hardest part, right? Building something is actually easier once you know what to build and in an audience, the community can help you figure out what to build. Right. So, yeah. So like maybe to explain like for this tokenomics hub or the tokenomics design framework, right. But like, we started with the, the first idea of this in March and then it just like bounced around in the DAO and it sort of formed and, and got better and more concrete and more mature. And we kept adding stuff and yeah, then we had like a lot of different versions of this that um, we created and that came out, right? And many, many different people of the DAO contributed with ideas, with stuff to it and and then but when we had it created, right, that was also a team working on it. Uh, and then we were able to publish it to our um, Twitter followers. We did a podcast about it on all these plot on all these platforms and through existing machines. So in the tokenomics hub, we're actually levering, leveraging existing machines like consulting and publishing. So we can tap into these things that makes it a lot easier for us to launch something like that, right? If I would have gone and started this tokenomics hub on my own, without anything tokenomics DAO, I think it would have been a lot harder to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All um, right. So then, so how do we, I guess maybe we can pivot into how do we reward for all this stuff, right? So because there's like two, currently there's like two main different things. Yeah. We have cash and we have token. I guess we haven't launched token yet, but we're trying to figure out, you know, yeah, yeah. How do we how do we reward value, right? Yeah. All this value we've been talking about. So yeah, I guess it the the value, and we've been talking about this also for like a lot of for a long time in, in figuring out how we can actually do it. How like the problem I guess was with rewarding value creation or value add is how do you measure it? Right? How do you actually determine who did what and how do you reach consensus among different people for that? And so when we had these roles, and I think the roles were like a good step to get there, right? The publishing team and the consulting team, the tokenomics hub team, and all these different teams, they are key to getting to that because only if you have a small enough group of people um, can you, within a reasonable amount of time, reach consensus, right? If, if you have 100 people, it's going to be really, really hard to reach that consensus. But if it's five, they know each other, they work with each other every day it's going to be a lot easier. So here kind of 
how we do it, and this is like super basic, right? We tried this with Dwork. They didn't have the exact features that we needed. We tried it with um, Collab Land, I think, and it also didn't work or we weren't really happy with it. So we came up with our own spreadsheet and um, we're lucky that we have this guy that's really good at spreadsheets. So he built this, Tyler, thank you. And he, uh, yeah, it's what we do. We have the different roles every month and then here, every the, the the team basically they together add what the value adding activities were that they have that they have done so in their mind so if september we're going to copy this sheet and every team adds the value adding activities for that month and then we're going to add who contributed to it all right so i worked in the in almost all teams in the publishing team here in this case together with young and lovis and so th this is then like, yeah, people just add that. And then here we'll say we have an allocation and this allocation is to distribute ownership and or cash rewards, right? So um, we're, if, if you think about it, we're going to decide how we're going to distribute 100% of this month's ownership. And so maybe up here, this is, this is more clear, right? We're going to say we have a token reward of 20,000 tokens. We don't have a token yet, but that's just, um, think of it that way, right? So we're gonna have 20,000 tokens, which might be 2% of our total token supply. And we will distribute them in the month of August, or we'll distribute and, or we don't know that yet, we're gonna distribute $1,000 of cash as well. So then with that being said, now with this distribution that I just said, we're gonna try and go through and decide who becomes, or not becomes, who gets what uh, percentage of this total amount of token, amount of tokens that we're going to distribute, right? So there's 20,000 tokens, and we, we want to find out which team member gets what. So we do this in like in 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 these steps. So step two is we will um, decide which members have worked in a particular team, and then we're going to break up which team gets what percentage of these 20,000 tokens, right? So in this case, we've decided that the consulting team and the publishing team, they should both get 20%. Tokenomics hub team should also get 20% um, and so on and so forth. Then we go on like that, right? So this is initial initial suggestion. We're actually, I think in September, we're gonna do it like that. We're gonna copy August's distribution or allocation, and they're just gonna start on that. And then, um, Lovis has found this yeah, non-democratic process. Maybe you can walk <laughs> us through that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it is democratic, right? But it's not a. It's just yeah. not a yes/no vote. It's it's a people indicating their resistance to a proposal. So if you think about the left side as being a proposal, right? So people have put what value they created. They've put their name on the list, and then um, they have possibly also changed the percentage allocation. So if there's a disagreement with any of this, and this is actually labeled slightly incorrectly. So one should be no disagreement, five should be strong disagreement. Um, so then you would give it, say, if you're like, well, you know, what did flow do? Like, I don't want, I don't like that, right? So then I can put a, a five, for example. And then that means I, I will not, like I, I'm not consenting, so to say, to this as it's proposed. And then what's the, the, the thing that happens from that is we, we just have to talk about it, right? 
Um, if I'm pretty okay with it overall, I would give it a one or a two. That means, yeah, you know, maybe two means, well, it's not perfect, but I'm okay with it. I'll go along with it. Um, and basically, you. so what it does is for each line, you can add up the numbers of resistance that people are feeling. And um, you'll see if the numbers are low, that means it's a it's a go. If the numbers are high, then there's more discussion needed. Um, so it's a, it, it just gives you more data to work with, right? You can, because otherwise you're like, hey, this is the token distribution proposal. Do you agree? Right? And he's like, well, uh, no, well, no, I don't, because there's one thing in the August distribution that I don't like, one little thing. But you have, but there's like in a yes/no vote, in a normal democratic vote, there's like no avenue to say, hey, let's change this one little thing, and then it's a pass, right? Then it's a good. Um, and so this gives you just more um, nuance. Yeah, more nuance, and and it also doesn't need to be then discussed in with everybody necessarily. It could literally just be the people that are on that line, right? So if I so like here you see a four the flow put for education and I think the comment was well you have nothing's launched in August and it's like well of course not right there's no <laughs> no uh, no argument right but it it makes it's a good example of how to use this basically <clears throat> so yeah so then we would basically if then, if there's like a higher number than there four or five we discuss that in in Discord and get to an agreement right on how yeah. to redistribute so that everybody's happy right and then. But I think, and then so again, so we put it here because then to the if you keep going to the right, then you'll see the split between contributors. But so here we're not necessarily making that an open forum uh, on the whole sheet for everybody, but it'll just be then the split is just discussed again with the people on on that line, right? Yeah. So, so there's like no point in involving say if there's ten people here in that in that table, you don't have to have all ten discussing the split for a group of three, the group of three can just talk about it, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're basically allocating in two steps, right? The first step is which team gets what percentage of the total pie of that mm -hmm. month. And then in the next step, we're going to decide which team member gets what percentage of the slice that the team has been allocated. Right. So in this case here, the publishing team has gotten 20% in total. And we've agreed upon that in this, in August, I got 80, 80%, uh, young got 15 and Lovis got five. And then the spreadsheet magic will tell us that that indicates, or that then rolls up into if all of these things have been filled out. Yeah. We basically have a distribution, right? That I'll get this amount of tokens. Mason gets that amount of tokens and Jason, Lovis, Young, they get this amount of tokens. And we can then use that same key or ranking that we have established for cash. So you could say, okay, this month we're going to pay out a bonus. Or something we've thought about is that members can decide whether they want to get ownership tokens or cash. So you'd have some cash bonus, right? Depending on the performance of the month or the revenue that we've done in the month. And then people could decide whether they want to um, get the tokens or you get paid out cash. And mm -hmm. so they could indicate all that. And then once all that voting is done, we'll have like a, a simple end result that tells us, all right, this is how these 20,000 tokens split up among contributors. And this is how it's going to be paid out. I think this is, yeah, it sounds complicated maybe at first, but I feel like we're going through this now and it's actually quite simple to do. Yeah, It's a good reflection also. And it, and it gives everybody 
this, yeah, everybody does this reflection and thinks about, okay, what actually has creative value? And everybody has to go through that every month. And I think this is also really important for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. And so the, the one, group. right. And so the one thing that I, um, that we're, I mean, there's several things, right? This will evolve, as we said. But so, for example, one thing along the way is that we can do, or we have done, and but it's a little difficult with time zones and stuff, but we're doing weekly uh, contributor syncs where everybody, it's kind of like a stand-up meeting, right? Everybody just calls in for 15, 20 minutes. We just talk about what you're doing, if you need help with anything, if there's opportunities for others to jump in and so forth. And then just the notes from that also become a helpful uh, record of, <clears throat> oh, what did I do that week, right? Some people don't even remember what they had for lunch yesterday. I'm I'm one of those people. So that's why it's also really helpful to kind of create that that record. And then if somebody's like trying to to not fact check it, but like, you know, try to get some sort of uh well, is this consistent with what actually happened? Then having some sort of uh record along the way is helpful, right? Yeah. Um and so yeah, but I think as we're doing this on so we're just starting this, right? So we're actually uh, we're going to close probably Augusts here soon, um, but then we have all these months that you see the tabs on the bottom going backwards, right? Because we just figured this out this month pretty much that we that's how we want to do it, and so we have to go back and kind of retroactively do the previous months from the beginning of the year. So that's of course a little bit more work, but as we get into a rhythm of doing it kind of on the spot for each month, it'll also get a lot easier because then it's not so much you don't have to remember back so far. It's like um, just one month right just one like, month. yeah yeah that, yeah. that kind of sums up the token for now right that's yeah. th those are the ideas of the token we really only for now because there's still so many moving parts we're really early we're still figuring out what our business model is going to be and all that kind of stuff um so we're listening to our own advice that we have written down in the tokenomics design framework in figuring out all this stuff first before we launch a token and but because we're decentralized in a way, we want to have this or keep account of this ownership and also incorporate that into voting rights so that we can decide what happens to our treasury. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other cool thing is, so, I mean, so August was kind of a dead month for me. That's why I'm percent <laughs> Sounds like Jesus nothing. <laughs> but the thing is, so I've, I've, my first job out of college, I worked at a startup, right? And I got some stock options was in the US and the thing ended up exiting for a hundred million dollars. I wish I would have had 0.12%, right? <laughs> so gotcha. my, my personal conviction is that this DAO is going to easily be worth a hundred million dollars in a few years. So then if you think about it, like, oh man, you know, I made like 120 grand in August and it wasn't even that active. That's fucking fantastic, right? Pardon my <laughs> language. <laughs> So I haven't thought about it that way. Well, I think Most about people, it like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Oh. Yeah, so Flo made 1.3 million in August. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Pretty decent. Yeah. But then, and so this is of course where the cash, the cash eligibility, right? We're, we're putting in small numbers right now, right? But so very easily could be conceivable that there's a 10,000 or a hundred thousand for a monthly cash reward. Um, and then, and then it really becomes a thing. It's like, hmm, should I take the cash now and kind of, you know, reduce my risk, or should I kind of keep compounding and keep taking token? And that'll be that's a it's a really it's a fun uh, mechanism, I think, because 
if the money's high enough, several people will take cash, but the other ones maybe that don't need it at the time will take, will then get a little bit more token, right? Or actually, I guess, I guess not, right? They won't get more token that month, but more token will be, will remain unallocated. But since so, the others have not gotten it, they will get ahead. Yeah, that's right. right. So if you get, if you get zero ownership that month and I get 1.3, then yeah, I'm further ahead of you. Then you have more ownership than me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'm really curious to see. I'm really curious to see how this is gonna go. Um yeah. there's of course also there's also risks, right? There's also risks that people start optimizing for what whatever token ownership, let's say, and they just they I mean well, which in a way of course is what you want to do, but of course there's also ways to game it. Um, where you're like, oh, I'm going to do like super small, very incremental things so that I can put something down on the sheet every month. And then I'm going to fight with everybody until I get a huge split. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I do see that there's, there's, of course, potential risks. But the nice thing is, we would then pick this up, discuss it, come up with solutions. And then the next month, the process ultimately would have been adjusted, right? So that's, that's why I, I like trust that we'll figure out how to do this without turning into lord of the flies island but um at the same time i really do like the strong com like somewhat competitive but like um strongly value rewarding uh setup that we got yeah and i think because the groups are small enough yeah it won't it won't that's go the, that way right and i think that's the, i think that lord of the really flies the made up right yeah people are not that way People are not like that. I think that yeah. I think that um, complexity and size definitely are uh, breeding oh, yeah. ground for for that for dissent Indeed. and like the European Union. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all these uh, mm. yeah very large organizations, the yeah. U.S. federal government, like typically the smaller, like the more local decisions are made, the better, right? And so I think this yeah. is true both in government as also in uh, DAO governance, DAO structure. So, you yeah, know, yeah. If, if you're neighbors with somebody, if you, like you said before, Flo, if you talk with, if you work with these people every single day, you're not going to try to screw each other over because you have to work with them again tomorrow, right? Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's, no, that's yeah. it. And that's I think... It. And I think that's a really, really important thing that we somehow have to build in. I listened to this podcast. It's It was in German, so um, most of you guys won't be able to listen, but I'm happy to link it. Um, it's this guy who's started this business that, um, you know, there's like 25 people in a cell or in a circle or whatever it is. And if if that reaches the 25 people threshold, they have to split up and found a new cell, a new department that they work in. And I think that's something that's really, really cool. Maybe we should do the same here, right? For teams. Like if there's more than five people that want to be in a um, in a reward round for a team, that we need a second team. Yeah. We just split them up, right? And then yeah. you always have that mode where the people that work with each other closest in a team on an initiative, they have to decide how they split up amongst each other. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of interesting insights in that. So the company's called for you and your customers, total 240 something employees. 
in 25 cells average cell size is like 10 to 14 i think um they're all over the world but and they all they do have one local boss per cell and everybody else is just employee you know like that's it like they, they don't there's like no hierarchy title necessarily none of that so it's just there's one leader and then the other ones are all the same in a way and then the the local leader i guess they can they have a lot of freedom also on how to make they, they even they even have a freedom on decide what they're going to do in the cell like what's yeah, our they don't have to do consulting they could do something completely yeah. different right exactly yeah. so like and so just because a consulting cell split and then there's a new so then they come up with a new leader for the new cell and then the people actually vote um who, who do they want to stay with do they want to stay in the previous one or they want to go to the old one and yeah. so it's it's a really interesting very interesting concept and it's not just like a basic concept right these guys have like uh 17 cells and achieved like 40 million in revenues right so yeah. this is something to some degree at least proven um yeah so it's cool it's cool how people um yeah create these new ways of operating new org yeah. models yeah it's very interesting oh the, and there was a, a good point too so like you can see there on the map um they started australia and um, we very quickly realized that one cell in Australia is like, that's tricky, right? Because the cells collaborate, they work together. So like, think of it as one is a strongly marketing focused cell. The other one does more like software development. Well, and if they're trying to do a project where they design some, like an app for a client, well, they're going to need capabilities for more than one cell to do that successfully, right? They're going to need design. They're going to need a marketing campaign. They're going to need of course, also the developers building the app. But so they have like this, I think this internal billing system will also then sales reward each other for the work they contribute. Um, but anyway, the point is Australia with one cell all the way over there didn't really work because it, he said it's like a, like a chair with one leg, right? Like you want the chair to have at least three <laughs> to be, uh, and then ideally you have four or five legs because then if one maybe dies, then you have, uh, you have another one to catch up back up like, yeah yeah and so and so of course so so very successful but they've also shut down they have well they've shut down cells but they've also cells have just basically perished right so yeah. each individual cell has their own uh, profit and loss and if they can't make money then they don't keep them afloat they're like no you the, the cell has to die it's yeah it's sick <laughs> it's dead so i think it's very interesting yeah I think there's yeah, lots of things that we could learn from it. Maybe yeah. the first thing we should adopt is the maximum size for our teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we have to, I mean, yeah. Have so, to see what the number is. Maybe it's five or six. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do six. So then I don't have to extend the spreadsheet. Oh, that'd be great. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. I think well, like we have one... This... Last thing that we can talk about, mm -hmm. and that's the revenue and reward distribution. So we haven't even decided on how to do this yet, but I think the idea is still interesting in that, you know, all these different teams, people kind of want to get paid. And um, if you've listened to some of our past episodes, you will know about this content reward distribution that we do. And it roughly works like this. So we do a consulting project and not all of the money that we make from the client goes to the consultants. 
in fact, the majority of it goes to the DAO, and a portion of that goes to a, a content reward round, as we call it. So every piece of content that has been published in a month gets put into a tool that's called Dwork, um, and then all the contributors vote on what they think was the best piece of content. So last month, for instance, we did a round on that, and we had uh, $1,500 in the in the pot for this because we're still testing it out. And um, I think I wrote a Twitter thread, and I got like $200 for it out of that. So that's kind of how it works, right? We we all decide because that Twitter thread went viral. It had like a thousand likes and it was successful. So it added a lot of value. Not sure if that was because of me or because of luck or the Twitter algorithm, but anyway, we, we put it out there and then people could decide or can decide how we want to distribute that money that we allocated to that particular um, pot of, of money. And um, we're thinking of doing something similar with the existing machines and the new machines and the machine maintenance in this way as well, right? So we're going to split up the revenue that comes in. Maybe we have some revenue from consulting. We have some revenue from our sub stack, some revenue from the tokenomics hub. And then that is then distributed onto consulting content, the tokenomics hub um, and machine maintenance. So to keep everything running, and we have like certain percentage allocations. It's really just a first draft. We haven't decided on this. We're just playing around with this. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what we're thinking about. Is that we have a really transparent way of how, hey, this is what we made this month. This is our revenue. And this is how the money gets distributed among all the people. And this ties in nicely with the sheet I've showed earlier, right? On since So let's say we want to give... 10% off of the revenue to the consulting team. And the consulting team, in our mind, is the team um, that kind of manages consulting, right? So they uh, talk about, they talk to clients and, and make sure that they that they sign up, that they're happy. Um, they onboard new contributors onto consulting. They make sure that we can accept payment and uh make sure we have templates on, on how to do consulting, stuff like that. And we go through this process and we decide who gets what of that. And this distribution that we have come up with here through a process can then be reviewed, uh, can, can be reused in this distribution round of the revenue, right? So we could say like, okay, there's this amount of revenue that we're going to give out. And um, then the people who have worked on that, they could get paid for that as well. And I think that's a cool way to retroactively reward people. And I think the 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 great that the reason why I like this retroactive distribution is that it encourages this entrepreneurial spirit, right? You have to do something, you have to add value in order to yeah, get something from it, right? You have to you have to get active and, and create stuff to get get something yeah and yeah well you have to have some sort of some measure of success with it too that's the yeah. that's the that's the good and that, that's also the tricky part right because sometimes figuring out something that works takes 100 failed iterations um yeah. but then of course once it hits then you've probably figured out something that's not trivial to to figure out and then you should get rewarded for that 
um, but how how we how we reward for the hundred failed iterations? <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that's the part we just have to. I don't know. You just have to crunch, right? You might you probably get a lot less, but then once it hits, then you get a lot more. So, but that yeah, would be exactly. the exact yeah. same if you'd start your own business, right? You know, nobody's gonna read your first hundred tweets, maybe, and then eventually um, it picks up. And so the cool thing is that here, all this effort, uh, all the effort that people put in compounds and accrues to the DAO on some level. Um, like, and I mean that in the sense of reputation, like followers count that we're building, you know, like subscribers to Substack and all that. So these are all like reference compounding customers. Yeah. reference customers. Exactly. These are all uh, compound assets that compound, that build compounding interest towards the DAO that makes it more attractive to work with the DAO, work for the DAO, you know, be a contributor. Um, and yet people pro providing this value do get compensated both with ownership and with cash, depending on where they're adding value and in which way. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful idea. And it goes back to this thing initially, right? The the dream of web three, the ethos <clears throat> that we're trying to think, the reality we're trying to build reward um, value in proportion to value that was created by the person in the group in the project. Wow. Boom. Full circle. Yeah. We, we should stop right here. Don't say any more. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. No. So then let's, let's tie it up. Right. So if you hear about us for the first time, uh, find us on discord. Um, we'll link that in the description. Um, you can come talk to me and Flo. You can start this like beautiful documentation, on how to do all these things that we just described on how to become a contributor on our notion um so join the discord you'll find the links to notion there read through the things you can start um your the process your journey and yeah we're excited to do this and like i said before i'm fully convinced that this DAO is going to be worth 100 million dollars in a couple of years so not investment advice not investment advice <laughs> purely my own uh. fictitious ideas <laughs> and um but what and, that really what that really means is that I want to put in the value to make it so right. That's why I'm that's why that's I'm good. saying that. I love that. And and if you think you want to use that in in your DAO, the stuff that we worked on, that'd be super cool too, right? We're happy to share mm -hmm. this and this process, and maybe we'll write a more detailed article on it in the future once we have a working mode. But yeah, hit us up if you want to try this as well. Cool. Thanks for cool. listening. That's it. Thank you. This podcast was not financial or tax advice. This channel is strictly educational and is not investment advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any assets or to make any financial decisions. This video is not tax advice. Talk to your accountant, do your own research. None of this is legal advice. This podcast is strictly educational. Talk to your lawyer.